The Water Values Podcast is sponsored by the following market-leading companies and organizations. By Intera, Geoscience and Engineering Solutions. By Xylem, Let's Solve Water. By the American Waterworks Association, dedicated to the world's most important resource. By Black & Veatch, Building a World of Difference. And by Ziptility, the only app utility crews need to find, fix, and manage infrastructure assets from the field. This is session 171. Welcome to the Water Values Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to water utilities, resources, treatment, reuse, and all things water. Now here's your host, Dave McGimsey. Hello and welcome to another session of the Water Values Podcast. As my daughter Sarah said, my name is David McGimsey and thank you so much for joining me. We have a great show for you today. We have David Duncan of Smart Earth Technologies who's going to join us. Dave's going to address the absolutely fascinating topic of prepaid water and I guarantee you, you're going to think differently about the prospect of prepaid water after listening to this. It's, a, it's, it's really an interesting interview. But before we get to Dave, a little housekeeping, a hearty thank you to our sponsors Intera, Xylem, the American Waterworks Association, Black and & Veatch, and Ziptility. Again, these are great market-leading companies. Please support them. They're doing fantastic work. And I'd like for you to do me a favor. If you work for or with any of the sponsors, please thank your boss, thank your contact at that sponsor's firm, and let them know how much you appreciate their sponsorship of the podcast and their support of water industry education uh, and thought leadership. You'd be surprised how far that simple note of thanks will go or that simple statement of thank you goes. And as long as you're letting sponsors know about their support and how much you appreciate it of the water industry education and thought leadership provided by the podcast, why not leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, or whatever other podcast directory you access the podcast on. It'd be greatly appreciated and, of course, will help others find out about the podcast. Uh, next item of housekeeping is that normally at the first episode of the month, we have a Bluefield on tap segment. We're going to save that for the second uh, episode of June. Uh, just Dave's interview is about uh, is, is a little on the long side. And we wanted to I thought it was a, a, so interesting that I wanted to get all of it. And I, and I just uh, think it'd be better if we we push the Bluefield uh, on tap segment out to the second episode of June. Uh, then the last item of housekeeping is uh, summer hiatus is coming up. And that means uh, that once the next episode airs, that means the second episode of June 2020, I'll take July off and then we'll be back in August. So um, I hope everyone has a great summer. I know it's kind of a weird situation with uh, travel restrictions and things of that nature, but I hope everyone has a great summer regardless. Uh, with that said, it's time to get on to our feature interview with Dave Duncan. So let's get that water flowing. Well, David, welcome to the Water Values Podcast. So glad to have another Dave on. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, you bet. Uh, Dave, can you give us a little uh, on your background, how you got interested in water? Um, I had just exited another business uh, involving remote streetlight monitoring, 
and was looking for a new opportunity and wanted to ride the band, smart city bandwagon and um, quickly discovered that water was pretty much the, the great opportunity in utilities at the time. And it didn't seem like there was a lot of innovation going on. It seemed like there were just a handful of big players that had uh, created a real gold mine for themselves to, uh, to basically um, and continue to leverage with the investments that they'd made decades ago and didn't really do much to, to move beyond it and discovered it just made the decision to, to go into water to help try to bring some of the stuff I'd learned in previous ventures and um, ended up hooking up with one of the biggest utilities, I guess, certainly in, in, the, in the U.S., which was American Water. And uh, from that, I think I just got really lucky at that point, to be honest with you, and having an established that relationship and ended up building some products for them that um, ultimately were became the platform and the foundation for what is today uh, what we call SetFlow, which is our, our meter and uh, control management platform. Okay, terrific. Now, um, I, I, I'd like to delve into some stuff before we kind of get into what, what we really want to talk about. And that was, you know, you kept, you said you came in at the beginning of the smart cities, uh, revolution and, and water had not really, uh, it was kind of on the tail end of that. Um, I'm just kind of curious in, in the 12 years or so, since you've been around in the, in the industry, what, what are kind of the biggest, you know, changes you've seen in technology adoption, things like that with water utilities? <laughs> um, it's, uh, but it's, it's, there's a reason for that, and, and, and we'll get into that, I hope, uh, as it relates to prepaid water. Uh, but certainly, uh, utilities are slow to change for good reason. It's water. There's um, you know, utilities, by and large. There's you know, 50,000 plus of them in the U.S. They're they they're very resistant to things that cause disruption in the industry because, frankly, there's just not a big payoff, not a big reward to taking risks, even if the risks prove successful. Um, so utilities um, are very skeptical often of new technology uh, as it's being brought into the industry. That skepticism was one of my first um, impressions, to answer your question, is uh, the resistance that utilities had to new ideas about um, how to collect data, how to organize that data, how to report on that data, and share that data within the utility, within organizations, in order to affect better outcomes. And um, I discovered that pretty quickly with one of the biggest utilities in the industry, American Water, um, after they paid us to develop a meter data management platform um, and discovered quickly that um, they really didn't, have, we had built this really amazing tool for them to organize and, and communicate various different telemetry and sensor and meter data points, but they really weren't interested in really uh, getting on and building out the infrastructure, the, the hardware side of it, in order to collect that data. So we had the tools to organize the data should the data ever arrive, but they, don't, they weren't really willing to invest in the, 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 the hardware side of it to get the data um, in a more frequent fashion. Um, so we discovered quickly that um, this was probably, I guess, 2012 when we discovered this, that um, we were uh, really too early in the industry to bring big data type reporting and analytics tools. And so um, I ended up actually selling the intellectual property associated with that to another company and decided to take a little break um, and as an individual um, and to imagine how we could redeploy what I'd just been through the several years with American Water into a bigger scope. 
And that scope included not just the analytics and the data management, but also included the hardware as well. So I noticed that, you know, go, trying to go to market with one piece of the puzzle um, really created a limitation that from an entrepreneurial point of view um, wasn't very exciting. Uh, so SetFlow is really the culmination of all the, the failures and the, and the experiences we saw in the original days of the company. And um, you know, we're, the, the thesis behind it was is that utilities really just aren't very good at doing meter, uh, as we call it, meter to cash um, operational type systems. And they, frankly, that's not, there shouldn't be their expertise. You know, they're there to deliver clean, safe, potable water. Um, this whole idea of collecting payments and you know, communications with customers around leaks and such, that's really just, there's really not, that's not their wheelhouse. You know, most of the people that operate utilities have, um, you know, public works and engineering type degrees and they, they just, they, they never, prob most of them probably never dreamed of the complexities of, of how to collect money from people and, and, and engage in the customer and consumer level in a way that's really required and demanded now to run a successful utility, no matter how big, no matter how big. Um, so again, this, that's our space right now that we've chosen to go into. Again, the result of a lot of experience seeing what doesn't work at some of the large utilities in the U.S. I am curious about how uh, whether or not American Water didn't invest in the hardware because they were having trouble on the regulator getting regulatory approvals for that investment. Um, just a just a another roadblock for them in, in order to, to implement the strategies that you kind of outlaid. No. Um, do, do, yeah. do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I mean, yeah, certainly we do. I mean, and, and again, and every utility is kind of different. American Water being, a, uh, being a, uh, a very large utility that is spans the entirety of, of the U.S. And, and, and more, actually, in, in Hawaii, um, they, their needs and demands, they, 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 is it, their business model is different than a regular municipal utility, right? So they, they go and buy utilities, um, and then they inherit all the infrastructure that comes with that, which includes the old meters that most likely aren't compatible with the other systems that they purchased prior. So then they have this enormous challenge that's unique to, to, to these uh, public utilities or private utilities rather, and that is that they have to figure out a way to get all that data back into one system um, in a cost-effective way. And that's really hard to do. Um, and so it's it's one thing if you had a little village and you could put in some radios and they, all the data flows back into one database and then that one database can then send out a created invoice and can be, that, that's a completely a different process, much simpler process than the one American Water. Um, had. So really it came down to, to cost. What would it cost in order to annex all of the different uh, communications networks and systems and metering systems into one platform that would enable them to deliver um, a homogenous solution across all of the, I guess, what, 130 water systems that they support across the country? Um, that's really hard to do. So the path they've chosen to take is one um, whereby they sort of have, uh, unfortunately, can, at this point, and, and perhaps it will change in the future as they discover the benefits of cellular uh, network uh, AMI, um, they've chosen to basically confine themselves to the dry traditional sort of 20th century drive-by solution. Um, because basically that's what many times often what they inherit. And so from a business point of view, I can totally see the logic behind it. You know, they, it's, it gives them that once a month meter read 
which enables them to generate a bill, which enables them to collect the money. And I get it. And they're, so their, their goals, they, while they certainly internally want to have all that data, it's really hard to build those infrastructures out if you're trying to build your own private network. Um, it's just too expensive. And, and so um, I think that, again, as cellular technology begins to take root um, in, in the industry, um, then the bigger established utilities will will start to take a, a second look at, yes, it, it is possible to, to actually build a very large network or actually, or rather, take advantage of the existing large nets, networks that are there in order to annex all these different distribu distributed data systems into one platform. Second, do that today in a unique way that uh, the big incumbents just simply can't compete with. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to get into that. But um, I, early on, you mentioned prepaid water. And that's what I want to that's that's what I, I really want to uh, talk about, because I think it's a fascinating concept. Reese Tisdale brought it up in our 2019 year end review. Uh, and, you know, can you kind of set the stage for us? Uh, you know, essentially, in terms of how, how water services delivered today, I think most of the listeners know, but I think it, it, it's helpful context, if you could just give a thumbnail on that, and then dive into why, why prepaid makes sense. Utilities, uh, water utilities, municipal utilities are—they don't make money. They're 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 cash poor, um, by and large, and they their their hope and prayer every year is to simply not lose money. Um, and one of the things that prepaid does for utilities is it enables a degree of efficiency um, that they simply can't achieve under traditional uh, meter, as we call meter to cash. Uh, programs, um, the challenges of, of reading meters, of managing cash flow, of billing, of managing distributed billing systems, of trying to wangle together uh, dis, uh, otherwise disconnected data management systems with billing systems. These are costs that utilities uh, simply uh, don't have the luxury to 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 take it uh, to to spend, and they don't have the money to make these systems work in a way that most utilities will even consider. Um, and that's certainly indisputable, uh, I would think, across uh, the industry right now, no matter really how big the, the utility is. Um, so prepaid water is really about addressing the, the needs that utilities have around um, creating different uh, w ways to increase their efficiencies so that they can deliver the product that they're responsible uh, for delivering. Um, it, it, it does it in a unique way that um, has been recognized by pretty much everywhere outside the Western world. Um, if you go, you know, anywhere, for example, in in, uh, in the Caribbean or in, in in the African continent, in South America, parts of South America, um, prepaid water has been around for for quite some time. Now, the technologies used there are, are very sort of antiquated, token-based type solutions that are prone to failure, prone to corruption. Um, and, and these are things that have nonetheless, um, while they exist, uh, prepaid water has still been the mainstay, the gold standard for meter to cash in most of the, the different parts of the world. So why isn't it, work, is it, is it here? Well, what's, what's the difference? Well, the, it really comes down to, I think, a lot of the, the, this, the expectations that utilities have um, for how, what they, what the burdens they want to place on their consumers. Uh, we utilities don't want um, their consumers having to use a token-based type technology. Um, it's it's very antiquated, and as I said, it's prone to failure and and uh, disruption from people that may not have good intentions. 
So prepaid water has really not been able to take off here for, from a technical point of view, in addition to the fact that there's a sort of a perception that it's a, a, a poor man's method of, of collections, of, 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 of invoicing. And it's that perception, that false perception, that really um, is something that we absolutely dispute and have, are working really hard to, to show the industry that um, you know, prepaid water is, should be the gold standard here to address not just the cash flow issues of utilities, but of a lot of different types of conservation challenges that utilities face um, in trying to get you know, consumers to reduce their consumption, um, how to in the challenges of de de developing systems of communication that are more real time from the utility to the consumer to help drive more conservation. All of these technologies are foundational to prepaid water. And so um, we're, these are the, this is what SetFlow was really conceived about to, to deliver is this idea that utilities now have a mechanism to, to share information in real time using commodity-based smartphones and, and the internet and cellular infrastructure in a way that is just absolutely unique. And our goal right now is to show utilities that, that uh, there's uh, the, the need, the inability to uh, communicate with uh, consumers is, is just not where it used to be. We, we've advanced. And so um, prepaid water is, um, you know, the, we have, the, the challenges will, will remain, we think, for, for some time until the, the perception of, a, of prepaid as being a poor man's uh, payment method um, is, is shown to be false. And the way we do that is, again, by leveraging um, the, the, the technologies that consumers have come used to, become used to. For instance, every, most, utility, uh, most consumers are absolutely accustomed and comfortable with prepaying um, for their cable television, um, for many other utilities, in fact, for gas and electric prepaid water, or prepaid gas and power are becoming more and more um, accepted. Right now, the you know our, our goal is to set is to try to um, rebrand, if you will, um, the false notion that prepaid uh, water is uh, for those that are not in a socioeconomic advantaged situation, and to show that uh, in fact prepaid water is absolutely a tool that utilities can use in order to achieve not only their meter to cash programs but also to help them achieve a lot of their conservation um, objectives that they're pursuing in other ways, um, through ways that oftentimes are, are even more difficult to, deal, to address. For instance, trying to get people to use less water um, is a far greater challenge than trying to get them to prepay for their water. Which, which, but, into, but what's interesting is that with prepaid water actually has the effect of, of, of providing a conservation impact onto water usage because people simply are aware of what they're using. Water consciousness goes up. And when the water consciousness goes up, then people tend to be um, pay attention more. And this has a direct impact on a variety of different um, agendas inside of utilities. So uh, that's uh, we're, we're excited to be a part of that, that uh, change in the industry. Okay, before, before we get into the technical requirements needed for, for prepaid, uh, I am kind of curious about um, your your position that uh, prepaid helps utilities with revenue requirements, cash flow requirements. Can you can you expand on that a little bit in terms of 
Cause, cause that, that, that element is not intuitive to me. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, I think prepaid water, obviously you're, 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 you're prepaying for the services. So the utilities are no longer, um, having to, uh, float, uh, the, the service uh, before payment and therefore it enables their cash flows to go up as you know, naturally. Um, and I think that, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that utilities, they, they don't, they're not really profitable entities. They're, you know, so having to float a certain, even a small percentage of the uh, revenue to a certain base of their customer, customer base, number of their customers is, is very impactful on their ability to deliver uh, their product. And so removing that burden, removing that limitation is what prepaid water is all about. It's, it's about taking trucks off the road. It's about reducing the costs of managing the meter to cash process, and that's that. That amount is often it's often unclear to utilities, and so when we approach a utility to discuss the the, the savings that they can achieve, we oftentimes have to educate them on you know what the real cost is in managing disconnects and reconnects, and they're often surprised and and usually uh, in agreement that they didn't really understand what their costs were. Uh, before meeting us, and so we're, we we get really excited about diving into the operational constructs of utilities to reveal and pull back what the real cost is of managing um, the whole meter to cash process. And prepaid water is really about uh, creating those efficiencies that um, are roadblocks for utilities today in the whole process of not just in the cost of invoicing customers and and doing customer service and. But it's just the, the, the total cycle of, of billing for water. Uh, prepaid is just a better way to do it. It's more effective. Customers like it at the end of the day because it gives them full situational awareness of what their spend is on a month, daily basis. Um, and at the end of the day, it creates a, just a better experience overall for both the utility on a cash flow perspective as well as the customer as well. Terrific. Now, real quick, um, uh, the, the reason it, I think it, it wasn't intuitive to me is that when I think about how water utilities charge rates, right, there's, there's typically the base component and then the volumetric component. And prepaid feels like a vo- just a, a pure volume, which, which really kind of puts utilities at risk. So can you square how, how prepaid rates are designed versus how the traditional postpaid rates are designed? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, keep in mind, most, I would say almost, let's just say everybody, because it's probably, it's very close to that. Nobody knows what their rates are. I mean, no one, we don't use water based upon our rates. Um, so if, if, if it's, if the utility is interested in keeping the consumer happy, um, then what they really need to be focusing on is just giving the consumer the tools that they need to do to understand what their, their monthly spend is. You know, rates are really designed by utilities for utilities so that they can um, then go to their constituents and and suggest to them that they're providing a, a sort of fair uh, way to rate their the consumption of their water. But the fact is, is that most people have no clue what their rates are. Um, so the rates, again, at the end of the day, are really are about the utility being able to justify to their uh, their uh, the people that put them there, um, how the, 
how they can equitably distribute water in their system. And again, it's different for everybody. Every The needs across the country are different in every system based upon the regional demands. And so it's our, it's our position that um, rates become, you have, the utilities have much more control over the rates and how they communicate um, the cost to consume their product if the, the consumption is, is being provided to them in a prepaid fashion, in a real-time fashion delivered to, uh, to commodity-based smartphones. Um, this, at the end of the day, is the better way to communicate um, their consumption. And, and, and as far as you know, the rates that are created, the, the, again, the, the, the same protocols will probably be adopted, um, but the difference is, is now that the utilities will have more options. Um, as, you, as people approach their different rates uh, they, based upon previous consumption, utilities can have different ways to, to share their, their behaviors uh, into the, to their, their customers in a way that they just simply don't have now. Um, so, yeah. Okay, terrific. So what, one, I'm sorry, but one, one last question about kind of rates. Uh, and and I, I'm curious how, how prepaid and, and the rates that are charged, how does that impact the sewer utility, right? Because a lot of sewer utilities base their charges on, on the volume, volumetric flows from the water utility. So is there, can, is there, am I making too much of this? What, what's the impact on sewer utilities? much i mean i think it's they're they're sort of nothing's really changed in that regard you know you're going to get uh, the, it'll be the, the existing models that are used in by each individual utility will probably remain the difference will be um again how the utility communicates that information to the customer and that's what matters you know because you uh, the, the what utilities charge um, perhaps will go, perhaps will go down, or or, or or perhaps up if utilities feel that they can. Um, they, the fact that they're now communicating consumption to users, and now the utilities feel that the end user has more responsibility given the fact that they have this new data. Perhaps they can feel more empowered to increase rates. Who knows? I mean, again, these are subjective decisions that will be made on a local level based upon whatever demand, supply and demand issues there are. Um, so again, it's we don't address the necessarily what how utilities will specifically charge on either sewer or consumption, but what we do is we give them the tools that give them more options for how they do that 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 rate structure. Okay, terrific. So let's get into the technical requirements that that you need to implement a prepaid solution. Yeah, sure. So prepaid water really um, you can't really do prepaid water uh, very effectively unless you have certain components of in, to, in, in play. And those include obviously a billing system that can process and generate all the necessary communications on the back end to identify customers that are in arrears or customers that have moved out or moving into a new location. The back end software has to be um, intelligent enough in order to do the necessary reporting so that utilities can efficiently process connects and disconnects. So that's fundamental. Um, simply being able to push a button to turn the water on and off is not sufficient. You have to have the reporting and the analytics in order to uh, do your own internal uh, processing and analysis of who should and shouldn't be disconnected or reconnected. And so that's important. Um, secondly is obviously you've got to have some type of, of hardware solution on the customer side that enables the utility to connect and disconnect the water. Um, absent that ability, then there's really no real effective way to 
um, to, to do a prepaid solution if you can't turn the, the water on and off. So having a valve, a remotely controllable valve, is, is key to that. Um, and we think also fundamental to that is also the customer side communication. Um, letting customers know, for example, uh, that their, for example, their deposit has been received and their water will be turned on, uh, say, for example, at 3 o'clock this afternoon or tomorrow at some future point. And that communication of sort of the situational awareness of where, what the status is, having paid their deposit to get their water on, having that customer communication, that customer engagement is critical. Um, when you don't have that, you, you create degrees of risk um, around water being turned on when people aren't home. You create uncertainty in the minds of the consumer about when their water will be on um, that are unnecessary and ultimately could cause a prepaid program to fail. Um, so again, the, the hardware and the software part of it are key. Uh, also fundamental are, is the infrastructure side of it. Uh, a lot of utilities that want to do prepaid that have made investments in proprietary networks, um, it's, it's very difficult to do that if you, if, you, um, if you don't already have some type of network infrastructure in place. Uh, so, for example, if you have a drive-by system and you want to utilize the same software that you've uh, invested in, the same meter reading technology, sometimes that's difficult because you don't have a remote way to do it. It's a, if you have to drive out to a location to turn the water on and off, you've missed out on a huge part of the efficiencies that you gain from having the ability to remotely do it from your offices. So that's a key part of it as well. And we think cellular is a really, is an integral part of that. So, so that said, there's really those three pieces to the prepaid model that are really required, we think, to be successful. And that is the software in the back end must be uh, capable of, of fulfilling all the connects and disconnects. You must have a valve and you must have some type of in wireless infrastructure that allows you to be more surgical and strategic with how you deploy these, uh, this technology. Because by and large, most utilities aren't going to want to deploy prepaid in, uh, throughout their entire system. They're going to be want to be surgical about it. For example, putting it into locations that are distant from the home base or putting it into locations where you have a high number of perhaps people that don't pay uh, often, or perhaps if you have dormitories where you have a, a large turnover base at specific periods of uh, times and seasons of the year. Um, surgical installations are, are key to a successful prepaid solution. So um, absent those, you know, you can still do it. And again, they've done it in various countries around the world for, for decades. Uh, but again, it's all about increasing the efficiencies and the opportunities with new technology. Yeah. So what are, what are some of the biggest challenges you're seeing in, in prepaid adoption out there? Yeah. So really, uh, you know, I think a lot of it is, is the perception of it. It's again, perceived as the, a poor man's method for payment. And you know, that's really fundamentally is what it is. And people just don't like the idea of having to prepay for things um, if they're being forced to. Um, so one of the things that we'd like to do is we'd like to try to give utilities tools that enable them to have options. Um, so for instance, you could um, offer someone the option to go into prepaid or to do postpaid. And this, this model is, is utilized today in, other, in the other utilities such as gas and power. And it's successful uh, by and large. Um, and particularly as water consciousness goes up, as water rates go up, what about 5% per year right now? Um, you know, uh, people are going to want to have tools available to them 
that it makes gives them the sense of being more connected to their their total spend on a monthly basis. And so, again, it's a uh, it's it's pretty. A lot of this is uh, can be combated through you know a lot of the marketing that we're doing right now in promotion. Uh, to show the advantages of prepaid water, not the disadvantages or the perceived disadvantages of, pre, of prepaid water. Sure. Now, uh, you, you've you've mentioned a lot of the your your targets are municipals. Uh, we started off talking about American Water, which is a regulated utility. Have have has the have regulatory commissions or like NARUC or anyone kind of weighed in on prepaid water? Um, not certainly, certainly not to the degree to which. Um, we we would have we would like uh, the, the the advantages for for um, private utilities to me are just obvious. I mean they're they're about making money. They're about creating degrees of efficiency that um, hit the bottom line in ways that municipalities just don't have the 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 luxury of doing oftentimes. So prepaid water certainly is not being discussed in the, at the level that we that we ultimately will bring it uh, and hope and hope that it will be. Um, so, and again, we think, again, that's just going to take time. This industry moves so slow and, um, I don't think the, the private utilities are, they, they have a little bit of an advantage because they perhaps have a little bit more money and a little, are incented in different ways that might lend themselves to a prepaid models. But again, they're still limited from a regulatory perspective. Um, you know, they're certainly, uh, the whether it's public or private, um, utilities, you know, don't want to get into the business of trying to. Uh, put in prepaid water and then be um, then suggested to be uh, profiling people uh, for putting it in places where there there might be the perception that there's some sort of less than um, positive intention behind it. And uh, that's something that has to be combated on both the public and private uh, level. And again, we think with time, um, it, when, when, when prepaid water is, is, is shown to be not a poor man's payment method, and it's in fact the, an absolutely invaluable way to in, into implement conservation plans, then prepaid water will be um, much more well-received, we believe. Right, right. Um, I, I am curious about the, the, the conservation. I, I think that's fairly intuitive, that if you've already paid for something, you're going to guard it more rather than if you're paying for it after the fact, just because you've, you've already kind of invested in it, right? I mean, it, you, isn't, isn't it obvious? <laughs> it's like, it blows my mind sometimes that uh, we have to remind people of that. You know, it's like if you know if you know what your budget is each month, you know, and you know you only have so much of something to, before you run out of it, then you're going to be more aware of it. And as water consciousness goes up, people are going to naturally be more conservative with how they use their water. So it's just intuitive to everyone we speak to. You don't even have to be in the industry to understand that. Uh, but again, these things take time. Um, utilities are often they're 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 amazed that they these technologies even exist that they can do these things so again it's all just we're, we're it's real time it's happening right now every day we're closing deals with utilities and they're just amazed that these things even exist <laughs> at all yeah yeah, yeah. so it, you know dave if you had a if you had a leave behind message what what's your leave behind message Utilities have more options available to them than they might be aware of, um, and they're not nearly as expensive as perhaps they may think. And you know, they may not have a, a capital budget in place to put in something like this, but there's different ways to get involved with this technology, um, and, and that, that don't necessarily involve the traditional 
um, capital raises that utilities are, are typical uh, to in, uh, in, involve themselves with. And um, it's not that complicated, and there, you have help. And we, there are people out there that, that can show and help you bring this technology to your system um, and make it very, very effective and have a very positive impact on, on your utility. Uh, so, um, and Seth certainly wants to be part of that solution. Yeah, and, and that that raises a good point. I probably should have should have asked earlier. I mean, what what are you, are you able to share kind of what the implementation cost is? Uh, things you know, if if a utility is interested in it, what what are they looking at to to get into to a, a prepaid solution? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's we have a couple of different ways that we could approach a utility. Um, obviously, there's one. There's the, some the traditional capital expenditure that you can approach that you can take with a utility, and then it's uh, we. The nice thing about our, our valve technology is that it it serves as both a, re, a valve as well as a cellular endpoint. So that means the utility can can um, get, experience the advantages of cellular valve control while simultaneously being able to read their water meter every hour of the day. Um, so oftentimes utilities. Um, will all have already uh, been involved in some sort of capital project to put in a meter reading solution and don't recognize that they can, for just a, a little bit more, can start utilize, implementing a valve technology, and sometimes for the same price, based upon some of the uh, radios that are, are, our competitors are, are selling at. Um, and then there's also the, the another way that we can approach utilities. We can, we can basically come in and provide all the technology at no cost up front to the utility. And what we ask the utility to do is to commit to, to set um, for some period of time and we, will, we will, and, and we will charge them a fixed fee per month that is proportionate and in line with what their existing service budget is for meter collections, for customer service, for managing their whole meter to cash back office systems. We will come in and basically work with the utility and figure out what that number is today. What is their spend right now? And then we will uh, ena enable them to take that same dollar value and give it to us, but then reap all the rewards as a consequence of that, as a, of that commitment, all the rewards of having all the advanced meter reading and prepaid and billing solutions that SET offers. So it's a really big opportunity for utilities, big and small, that are willing to sit down with SET, share with us what their back office costs are, and then allow SET to do that for them and, and to offload that burden onto us. And we can do it at, le in a level and in a, at a scale they simply just, they'll never be able to do. I mean, that's just not their skill set. You know, they don't, they're not able to make the kinds of investments that we are in, in doing metered cash and back office management in a way that they can. So there's a couple ways they can do it, um, you know, and, and we can do a combination of things of these things with utilities. Uh, there's just no excuse anymore, we believe, uh, for not taking advantage of this technology. All right. Well, Dave, you've been terrific. I've really enjoyed this discussion about prepaid water. And uh, for those of you, for those of the uh, listeners that want to find out more about Smart Earth Technologies, that's what you've been calling SE, you know, set this this interview. Uh, and, and the work that you guys are doing there, where can they go to get that information? Sure. Uh, just uh, they can go to smartearthtechnologies.com and um, you can get all the information online. Awesome. Well, Dave, thank you very much. Really appreciated your time and uh, very much look forward to seeing how prepaid takes off in the future. Super. Thanks, Dave. You bet. Thanks, Dave. Bye. <laughs>
Well, I told you that prepaid water was going to be a fascinating topic, and Dave certainly delivered. He described it really well with a lot of great insights. So thanks so much for coming on, Dave. Really appreciate it. And for you, the listener, think about how prepaid water could dovetail with the financial ramifications of COVID-19 that Al Cho described last uh, last episode. And prepaid water is going to be a really interesting issue to follow as the technology moves along to catch up and, and utilities uh, start adopting the technologies that will enable prepaid water solutions. Well, let me know what you liked about the podcast. You can also tweet about the podcast using the hashtag water values and tweet at me using my handle at DTM 1993. You can email me at david.mcgimsey at dentons.com and you can sign up for the newsletter at the website. Uh, just Google the water values uh, podcast and you'll go to the, the, where the website, where the, the podcast is being hosted on Bluefield Research's website now. So thank you again for tuning in and a huge thank you again to our terrific sponsors in Terra, Xylem, the American Waterworks Association, Black & Veatch, and Ziptility. Great, great market-leading companies and organizations there. So in closing, please remember to keep the core message of the Water Values Podcast in mind as you go about your daily business. Water is our most valuable resource, so please join me by going out into the world and acting like it. listening to the water values podcast thank you for spending some of your day with my dad and me well thank you for tuning in to the disclaimer i'm a lawyer licensed in indiana and colorado and nothing in this podcast should be taken as providing legal advice or as establishing an attorney client relationship with you or with anyone else additionally nothing in this podcast should be considered a solicitation for professional employment I'm just a lawyer that finds water issues interesting and that believes greater public education is needed about water issues. And that includes enhancing my own education about water issues because no one knows everything about water.